0: Hello everybody, my name is Dave Parry from Wellmeadow and you're listening to the SME Growth Podcast. Now most businesses want to grow and we're here to come up with different ideas to get more leads and convert them into customers. Today's podcast, we're going to talk about planning and setting up and running a hybrid event. And I'll explain what we mean by that in a moment, but with me to talk about that is Rich, Rich Buckle. Hi, Rich. Hi. Yep, good. So we've come fresh from doing one of these recently. We thought we've got to capture some of this learning in a podcast. Exactly. Save Immortalize it. Exactly. It was, it's was. it been great fun, and I, I really did enjoy the event. It was a great buzz on the night, but it didn't come together by accident, did it? We had a lot of thinking. And every time you do one, we've done a few now. You always improve on the next one. So
1: I think yeah. So what is a hybrid event? Yeah, Let's talk about that. Good point. So, so t- historically, we've always we've put we've put events on, and we've just had a turn up in person event. Yep. Um, this time we thought, well, let's let's try something different. Let's we've got a load of new camera kit. We've got a load of uh, streaming uh, tech and all that type of Call thing. So tech, we thought. Yeah. Got to put it to use. So we had um, an event recently with Roger Martin Fagg, um, who came to speak in Shrewsbury. So we thought a lot of um, Which, pe- was, last which podcast, was last week's podcast. Which was last week's podcast. Yeah, I've heard that. Um, and a lot of people that subscribe to Roger's newsletters uh, or economic updates, forecasts from um, that we promote on our website are not local to us. So we thought, well, is there a way that we can involve them? So we thought, well, yeah, there is. We could live stream this at the same time and let's just make the whole thing way more complicated. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, because we're glances for punishment. Yeah. And, um, but it seemed like a good idea. We, we knew that we had an audience that weren't going to be able to come, no matter how much they like to. He's got a good name, isn't he? People would probably absolutely. have seen him if he was local. And I think that was born out in the end. We had lots of people yeah. sign up to watch him online. But, uh, we'll come back to the sort of spread of that. But But what struck me as well is not only did we open that out, I thought just thinking about it for, for talking about it today, that added benefit to both parties, to both mm. the remote parties and the people in the room. So I you know, just thinking about it, if you join an entirely online only webinar type experience, we're all used to what that looks like. You get somebody sat in front of their computer in their office somewhere, you have got that typical sort of reasonably, you know, bland background, not a lot mm. to look at really, other than the slides. So the slides dominate the frame and you've got this sort of small picture of a talking head in the corner. Mm. Whereas suddenly when you go hybrid, you're almost looking like a performance. And the performer the, the speaker has got an audience to react to and interact with. So you get laughter, you get questions, you get yeah. you know pauses for dramatic effect. That just doesn't happen on a webinar. You never have someone performing to their laptop. Whereas mm-hmm. they perform yeah, that's to a, point. So I think the, there's a better experience for those remote viewers. And conversely, I was thinking about the other way around, I think there's also a benefit of a sort to the people in the room because they're aware that A, this is being filmed, and that just gives it a sense of more at the time that there are other people watching who've, who've been bothered to dial in from all over the place could be all over the world and it, it's almost like a, a reinforcing of their decision to come along you know you're the lucky ones you're there mm. other people would love to have been there but they can't be so it almost gives this impression that this is a, a more important event than if they just turned up to a local talk I think it helped um,
1: everyone sort of uh Behave is the wrong word. But because we were streaming, <laughs> yes. we had to start at 5.30, yeah, which, is when, gonna, which is when we yeah. advertised the stream to start. So we couldn't have yeah. any kind of hanging around. Um, that did make it a little bit frantic when two minutes before we couldn't get the TV to work and things like that. But it's all good. But in
0: previous events, it's been struggled to break up the networking bit at the beginning Yeah, to say, come on, we're going to... Sorry, now we're going to have to do the, the talky bit. You but for? because
1: we had a big t- countdown timer and mm. everyone knew yeah, it was yeah, being good. streamed and we were very clear about the half past five you know that's the absolute time where we've got to start yeah it did mean that everyone was almost in their seats ready to go there were no late stragglers coming in at the end or I've never seen so many and people it, turn up on time
0: was, <laughs> so I
1: thought well we might just advertise it as a hybrid event in <laughs> Even the future when it's not, when it's not so uh. turn up yeah
0: put a few screens in no absolutely not okay let's talk about some of the practicalities then and it started out by choosing the venue Oh. Now this is almost like a circular story because we wanted to use the place we've always used for the for the non hybrid events, the yep. in-person only. But we found there was a problem. We, we we knew we needed good Wi Fi. We couldn't get the Wi Fi there fast enough for yep. streaming. So we started looking around for everywhere else. So what sort of things didn't we like about else <laughs> we, we I mean we
1: spent probably way too much time on this than we should have. Yeah, but it true was true. an interesting journey. So so we yeah, like we said, we started off at um Shrewsbury Museum, which is where we've always historically had yeah. the event. Um, it's a great venue, but just didn't have the Wi-Fi that we needed to stream. So you know that was. So we we kind of then went on a bit of a quest, really it turned into to <laughs> trying to try and find <laughs> any venue within Shrewsbury that would tick uh, boxes that oh, were boxes. some of which were almost mutually exclusive. Yeah. Um, so we need we wanted the venue to, you know, obviously have a certain. Kind of feel about it that that went yeah. with the brand. I think that's
0: probably that was the most important thing that started the discussion. Is this on brand? Yeah. So we could have got a reasonably dry conference center type thing or a meeting room in a hotel. So that that's not what yeah. it's all about. We want it's, to have this more of a sense of occasion.
1: sense Occasion, just the, you know, a bit of presence, what, yeah. whatever. So so that was the bit. Then then obviously you've got well, we you know, there's plenty of of nice venues in Shrewsbury, but do they have the capacity yeah, so not, are, not big enough to fit we're, gonna, we're gonna fit everyone in
0: and so a, that's a circular argument chicken and egg argument how do you know how many people you're gonna get before you've chosen the venue yeah. and marketed it and got so you've got to take a bit of a punt yeah. so then
1: there's i suppose things like um like the wi-fi consideration was a big one because yeah. we were streaming so and that's everywhere we went we were testing, everywhere the, Wi-Fi. We were testing <laughs> the wi-fi and we just couldn't find us you know anywhere that really had the 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 capacity and bandwidth, whatever to, I think to it's actually just give Down us. Down
0: Centre Shrewsbury is not is well not. sorted yet, it will solve. But the other we were thinking as well after the event, we, we didn't want this to be just a sudden drop dead thing and everybody leaves and yeah. goes home. We wanted there to be a good opportunity to talk to Roger afterwards, maybe mm. over a beer or two. Yeah. So the ambiance had to be right afterwards. It yeah. had to be almost a, not quite a bar because you didn't want the background noise, but you wanted something where people could feel a bit more relaxed. Yeah. Rather than being in a hotel room for exhibitions. Yeah
1: so and then just you know can people find it so you know was it central so we even we did even look you know our preference has always been to keep it in the town centre like say we can then go and have a drink after or people can you know hang around and go for beer or
0: well and some people travelled from far and wide and were staying in hotels
1: yeah staying over so so we didn't want to be out of town um you know there were options for that so so eventually we solved that problem um (laughs) So by we completing the circle. by completing the circle. So we we ended up buying a uh, 5G um, a router, router, router uh, basically a dongle, dongle. Right, yeah. and um, that actually gave us really good yeah. internet speeds. Now, so people listening
0: to this in years to come will be <laughs> laughing their head off because <laughs> we're talking it. about this as if it's some sort of new <laughs> like, wow, wow, yeah. 5G. These guys are really slack-jawed
1: yokels from Shrewsbury yeah. find the 5G dongle, but what it actually meant. Was that we could put on the event where we wanted to do, where we wanted to do it and, and still. Give the people online that we're, yeah. stre- that we're streaming to a great experience. So. Well, and,
0: and we got, what, 600 meg download yeah. upload or something? Yeah. What was, what so I'm, getting, I'm getting one for home for now. 20, it's way pounds a month, Ridiculous. <laughs> so okay, well. so if we'd have known that at the beginning. Exactly. So saved we went us back us to this great room, which is fantastic in the museum. The people at the museum are great and support us very well. But it's just got that sense. It's on brand. Yeah, a right? sense of occasion. It's and a big space, all white walls that we could yeah. uh, flood with some coloured lighting and just, you know, for the mood lighting and stuff. It was great. It worked really well as a venue. Okay, and then the next bit, after you've chosen the venue, you've got to get the marketing yep. running into into full chat. Yeah. First stop, obviously, you've got a big email database, so you start with that. Yeah. Um, got to be careful, haven't you? How often do you send messages out? How do you send it out? It's not trivial. You don't just say, we're doing something, do you want to come?
1: Yeah, and I think in our kind of wash-up of the event, we thought, well, maybe we could have maybe spaced out some of our emails. <laughs> we did have some feedback, let's say, some feedback. from some people
0: receiving emails. But most people tolerate it. They knew we were trying to do a good thing. They know that we sponsor this event. So whatever the ticket price is, it's a contribution towards the cost. Yeah. It's not a moneymaker for us. So I think people were prepared to forgive us because they knew the the motives were honourable, so to speak. And, of course, we did have a list of people to email to that had previously downloaded Roger Martin Fag's report yeah. from our website. We we publish it on his behalf every quarter. We have quite a strong following on that. I believe we're even number one on Google in the UK, aren't we? For its Yeah, well, we're pretty we're pretty high up. Uh, so that was a good start. And those people, I think, understood that we needed to get that message out and, and forwarded it on. Yeah. Another good thing that we did, I think, putting into the email was to show th- straight away right at the top that you had the option of joining online. Mm. And therefore, there was a very low-cost option. Yeah. And I think, what did we charge, £10 or something 10 pounds, plus about for that? Yeah. Right mm. up to whatever we charge, £60 yeah. plus the booking fee and all that if you turn up in person, in person when you got your buffet and yeah. your, your in-person experience. So people saw straight away that in what would have been an objection, I don't want to pay for that. Yeah, comes they could. Although it's interesting, we had some feedback. People still misread that. You've got to get that messaging really clear. Some people thought it was £60 to listen in online. I think
1: as well the bit where we advertised it on LinkedIn, the LinkedIn event, yep. and people thought that by clicking, Saying they were coming to the event that they'd got a ticket yeah. and actually so...
0: Even though it had the, yeah, okay, you've put the Eventbrite bright Link into on.
1: it. and we used Eventbrite, it was yeah, the first time, which that. isn't kind of, I suppose, you know, well, it's it, There's it's not, a very
0: simple reason why we did that, wasn't there? In the past, we've done it by invoicing the people that come yeah. along. And you do not underestimate the effort that it takes to set them all up as customers and create the invoices to start with. But you've always got to chase the laggards for payment. And at the end of the financial year, you're always in the writing writing off some, which easily pays for whatever booking fee on whatever platform you use. Those
1: people know who they are. (laughs) (laughs) If you're listening now, you still know who you are.
0: Roger Martin back talk.
1: So it was just, I don't know, just simpler to use Eventbrite. Everyone uses Eventbrite now for everything. So it was just a kind of...
0: Great reporting off it as well. You've got a little geographical map of, the, of where, where all people the people were. come from, and it helps to send the confirmation emails out and does the billing. Uh, an interesting thing they've changed as well. I, I did get somebody advise me against it. If you needed some of the ticket revenue while you're still planning the event, because their experience was you get paid out after the event. Okay. So if you had to pay up front for things, then yeah. that's not very helpful. But they do have a feature, whether it's new or I don't know, where you can get paid out every Wednesday as you go along. So any tickets they've sold up till that point they process on a Wednesday. Okay. Update. So you can get some of your ticket revenue in advance of the event. Yeah. They just hold back twenty percent until five days after the event in case there's any requests for refunds or refunds and things. So. But that, that worked quite well. I'm quite pleased with the event, Brian.
1: Yeah, it was all pretty um, seamless, I yeah. think.
0: So we used social. I did we might have done a bit of paid on social a for bit the of event. PPC, I Not think. sure if that would have helped much. PPC didn't really didn't really cut through, didn't give us an ROI, did it really? I would say that the other uh, more natural, organic type stuff worked better.
1: Yeah, I think most people who came probably had already heard of Roger. That certainly it's, helped. Yeah. Um, if you have,
0: you would you would confer some value on the event because you yeah. know the type of thing he's going to say. Yeah,
1: for sure. So, um, yeah.
0: But putting the, the word around the local networks, that helped. And I think especially if you can get people to buy into the fact that we need a certain number to make this event viable, Yeah. or having made the decision, now we need to sort of, you know, make sure that we'll do it again one day. So then people who are coming along have got a motivation to help others. Yeah, Yeah. so that that worked quite well. That worked well. Another thing we did, now this isn't really marketing for the event we've just run, but it was a really clever idea that someone had, and I don't know who it was, but all credit to them, that while we had people there, immediately after the speech, the talk, in the afterglow of everything they were feeling, we grabbed them on camera Mm. and got them to just say something nice about the event. Purely so we can use that for next Thanks, time's mar- marketing yeah, of the next event. I think, think that was my idea. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <No language. laughs> well done, Rich. Really. They're going to listen to this now when they're
1: editing it. Going, no, it wasn't.
0: Yeah, the team out there editing, they're going to have you. Yeah. <laughs> so, good news. And, and a survey as well, similar sort of thing. You use the survey results this time to help with the marketing. Absolutely. The next time. Yeah. Okay, so let's talk about some of the practicalities of actually streaming the event. That's not trivial. You've got to work out what platform you're going to use. You could, yep. if we're all using Teams or the, the normal Zoom, you could just set it up like a Teams call yeah. or a Zoom call. There are downsides from doing that, though. You've got to yeah, do all the that was... muting of the microphones, muting the microphone. You've got people's pictures coming up all over the place. You know? I think, as
1: well, it's back to that brand thing, isn't it? It's, it's If you're doing. We wanted it just to be the best experience that it could possibly be for people that are on and and as seamless as possible to actually do there's a lot of moving parts when you there's enough to worry about there's enough to worry about and as it turned out on the day that the only day that Roger could make it was a day that both of us were out with clients clients pretty much all day and so there was so many moving parts that the team had to handle they did a great job of it but just want to make sure that you've just got some technology there that's going to do its job. Yeah, and don't
0: cut corners. I think it's fair to say you could have saved money on various things. That we oh, did. yeah. But, and I take my hat off like you did and reinforce that point. The team, team did a, an amazing job getting this to all work as seamlessly yeah. as it did. We would have made that job so much harder if we hadn't have done the right exactly. thing. Exactly. So back to our choice of platform, we went for perhaps the obvious one, which is Zoom's webinar product. It's quite expensive. But as I'll tell you in a minute, not the most expensive. But just for, for today's prices in 2022, that's sixty-four dollars for one month of a license. When you're doing that for one event, you think that's a bit a bit pricey, but actually compared to the time it would have taken Absolutely. Do, otherwise, yeah. it's cheaper to, don't tell them but cheaper twice the price, you know. Yeah. But we did look around at some of the others. And if you are on a budget and you're listening to this thinking of doing your own, you can get cheaper ones. And in fact, if you've not looked at G2.com, it's a great platform to use for comparing different software products. And if you go on there, one of the top ones for all sizes of business is Zoho. They do a webinar product, no affiliate links. We're not, we've are not. got no uh, interest in any yeah. of these. We're just giving an honest view. Um, that one comes in a lot cheaper, about £13. But I don't know if you've got to sign up for a certain number of months or something. But that was okay. Okay. I uh, looked at a couple of others. One or two were the re- quote on request type pricing. Oh, that always uh, makes you. <laughs> you have to <laughs> ask. you is. can't afford it. Yep. You know what that is. Uh, go to webinar. Go to meeting is a product people have heard. So go to webinar is another yeah. one that was uh, a bit more affordable as well. Although their enterprise version is is really quite pricey. Mm. Uh, yeah. And up at the top end, there was one called Hubilio at six hundred and fifty dollars a month. I thought, my goodness, what on earth have they added? But if you look at their feature set, I guess for, the, for a really big event, it would work. It's got yeah. gamification in it. It's got uh, places surrounding cool. sponsorship and, oh, okay. and things like that. So imagine if you had a few thousand turning yeah. up and you're managing all sorts, I guess you're going to go to a product yeah. like that. So you've got to choose your own. There's a whole load of others that I've never even heard of before, you know, Big Marker and Blue Jeans events and all this stuff. But for us, it was easy. Zoom yep. webinar, 64 bucks. get on with the rest of it.
1: Yep, absolutely. That well.
0: So that was how to host it. Uh, hardware, what sort of hardware do we have to have?
1: Um, well, we use Blackmagic cameras, so we were...
0: And we had three set up on the day, didn't we? Of, uh, three
1: set up on the day um because the unknown there
0: is where is roger going to stand
1: oh yeah as soon as it started i thought
0: (laughs) he's a wanderer (laughs) he's a wanderer i was thinking oh we should
1: have just put like a penalty box out or something and said do not do not leave this area (laughs) um so yeah which
0: made us think and and they were all static cameras we put them on tripods and we got got the guys behind the desk you know choosing which feed goes out on the stream that all that worked brilliantly But if, in hindsight, I think if you knew that you're going to have a, a mobile speaker, you'd put someone behind one of the cameras, yeah. uh, you know, Rostrom style. Yeah, that's a learning pan. point, wasn't it? Zoom in a bit tighter, pan with them. Yeah. Yeah. And that would have really helped at the end when in the Q&A, he went into the crowd, <laughs> into the seas parted, went into the audience. Yeah, and of course, just... that's behind where all the cameras yeah, are. So, so... We, we had to pan around on those. Uh, lighting was another one. I thought the lighting looked good. It was very moody lighting, you know, the uplighters Uplighters, the wall, different, different colours. colours.
1: And yeah. I think yes, that worked well just because of the venue because very high ceilings, white walls. White walls yeah. It had a kind of, there was one point when we actually turned off some of the main lights but it did start to look like a wedding you know, <laughs> event yeah and <laughs> yeah. exactly yeah, so. yeah.
0: no, we needed that but then of course you got that contrast with if you were doing an event just without an audience you would have yeah. floodlit lit the stage and put him almost under stage lighting yeah but that would have created a bit of a barrier between him and the audience and we wanted it to be that intimate yeah. atmosphere so you got this trade-off how do you get him well lit don't have too much backlight so he's silhouetted um, but don't create it like on you know actors on a stage can 't see yeah. the audience because the lights are so bright in their eyes so no I felt it
1: that was all good um, audio. audio
0: got to give a shout out to sound innovations the company that sponsored us for the event by providing all of that for no, us. I think that was a,
1: it was a, it was subtle but it made a huge impact oh, on the event and I've
0: got to turn after Rob who's the the brains behind sound innovations he, he knew exactly what to do because
1: the start, I think we were just going to go ahead, weren't we, prior to Rob um, getting involved with just sort of miking up Roger so that it would go through the live stream so yeah. he's so he's got the audio going into the live stream but and just rely on his, his um, kind of natural ability to project his voice for the people in the room. That
0: would have been fine. And no, it, it probably
1: would have been okay. Yeah. Yeah. But just having that tiny bit of amplification meant the that it came across... You, you didn't have to strain to hear. So, I mean, I was quite close to the front, but yeah. I imagine the people in the back. It's yeah,
0: I, I stood at the back and it and, was great.
1: And yeah. just having that little bit of audio just made it just, I don't know, it's probably a psychological thing maybe. You just relax a little bit more because you're not
0: Well, I thought clever as well, the placement of the speakers was very deliberate. Mm. And this is where Rob's advice came in. He said, put them just behind the front row. They don't need it. And only angle them ever so slightly in towards the audience. So it's always right. relying on the walls to do a bit of bouncing. Oh, okay. So it reaches the back. So you don't have to be very loud. Very subtle, you know. It's not. It's not like a big event where yeah. you only hear the speakers. Most people heard him naturally. Yeah, but it filled in. I think it's. And they I think it. I, it in. I think
1: going forward, you probably now having heard it with that kind of amplification, I would struggle to not have that in future events I even
0: think. in an attendance only yeah. type event yeah, yeah no fair I think enough it's... so that worked well and of course radio mics help a lot he, he was lapel mic'd up wasn't he yeah. so we didn't have to worry we put it right high up on his shirt but he does have a bit of a habit and everyone's different but he tended to scratch his neck every now and again and he got the roughly <laughs> on the mic but apart from that uh, it was fine good. and of course during the q a you've got to remember that even though people in the room can hear the question the streamer's won't be able to if it's relying on Roger's lapel mic, which is mm-hmm. right up at the front. So we had roving radio mics as well. Yeah, and the temptation was always for the questioner to dive in with their question. Yeah. So someone had to sprint up to them and say, oh, could you just ask that question from the beginning again with the mic?" I thought it that, that worked okay. Worked fine.
1: Worked fine. And, then, and a
0: credit to, to Sam and the rest of the team for running this, but the way the streaming output was put together yeah. as well, having used, bringing all this kit together, you've got the audio mixing desk, you've got the video mixing desk, you've got the presentation that we've been sent beforehand. And rather than using the way Zoom normally does it of just flicking between either the video feed or the presentation, we just had one feed going through Zoom and we controlled that through OBS so we could do overlays of the slides and we could either put the speaker as picture-in-picture against the slide or the slide as picture-in-picture against the speaker and the picture could be left, right, top, bottom, different shapes,
1: different So Sam did a great job on that. And then we had Verity who was monitoring what was happening on Zoom. So actually monitoring the output yeah, the that Q was going A's. out the webinar, yeah. collecting the stuff from the QA. So, and it, I think it would just look impressive that, you know, I think when we were planning the event and we said to Sam, right, so what do we need to do all this? He's like, right, I'm thinking like we're going to need five screens. I'm like, what? Five screens? Like, this is going to like, it's like air traffic control. And you walked in and it was, you know, it was just... Banks of monitors and yeah, yeah. <laughs> like all sorts of, you know, wires going everywhere, doing all sorts of things. So it looked, it looked the part and it really did, you know, I think everything was needed. There was nothing there that wasn't needed to make the event what it was. Yeah, so it was
0: yeah, it wasn't too much. We had everything we needed. Yeah. And then I think this, this last bit is more common to what lots of people would be experienced anyway in doing events, whether they're hybrid or not. But you've got to make sure you intro is right. You've got to get the domestics out of the way. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've got to give people a clear view of the timings. You've got to tell them that there's streaming going on and you know the, the permission, therefore, that we can film yep. this and, and use your, your image and your yep. questions and that sort of thing. So I think that's all part of it. Get your thank yous in at the beginning because you won't have time at the end. Um, so I think that's, that's important. The bit as well, I think that all companies need to judge for themselves as to quite how much to go on is if you're running this event to promote your company by association rather mm. than the content yeah. being about your company, how much do you do on that? Do you, do you say nothing and just let people work it out for themselves? Do you have a couple of sentences just say, mm. remember, this is what we are, this is what we do, but anyway, you're going to hear about something else? Or do you put a bit more in there and then risk yeah. people feeling as if that's not what we came here for, you know, get him off type, type of a reaction?
1: yeah so we tried with a a more subtle approach to because we had all this white space on the walls and projectors and things to do some graphics and showcase some of the work that we'd done and it was all great and sam's done a great job putting all these videos together and we thought well afterwards we'll put those on the walls and you know best laid plans and all of that a bold blue and couldn't project anything
0: it went, <laughs> went quite loudly it <laughs> went pop which I think took out a fuse as well took a out a fuse <laughs> so all this stuff
1: but you know it's one of those things.
0: Well, that's a risk as well. You know, People you think know. about it, but using the equipment from the venue, yeah. you know, you've got no control. You don't know how long the bulb's been in there for and you're not going to have spares for their bulbs even though your projector would have been a backup if the fuse hadn't yeah. blown. But there you go. It's
1: one of those. Yeah. It's what it is.
0: No, yeah, it worked very well. Roll with the punches. So there you go. That's, uh, that's our learnings from this time. Next one's going to be even more perfect, obviously, having, uh, Absolutely. having done it once. So that's about all we've got time for anyway for this week's podcast. You've been listening to the SME growth podcast. hope you've enjoyed that. Please subscribe to it uh, wherever you get your podcasts and tell all your business friends about it. Tune in you next week for our, our next podcast. And in the meantime, good luck with your business.